The Civic CLSA Investor Forum is underway here in Hong Kong, and the Money Talk team took the opportunity to head over there yesterday. First off, I spoke with economist Viola Wong, asking her about the possible green shoots from the mainland's economy after Friday's upbeat data. Well, I guess you're referring to the inflation figure in China. So on Friday, we do see that August inflation come back into positive at 0.1%. But I do want to remind that this is still an economy that's facing very low or weakness in consumption side, and the inflation figure is also pretty shallow. So for us, our current forecast for the Chinese economy is looking at 5% growth in 2023, so right on target. But next year, the growth challenge is going to be bigger. Our current estimate is at 4.5%, so slower than this year, given there's no base effect anymore. So in our view, China's economy is now facing a double whammy, coming from both slowing long-term trend growth and also a cyclical downturn. And policy support so far is simply not enough. On the other hand, domestic consumption, so this is the most important weakness facing the China economy and is something that policymakers seem to be less confident in dealing with at the moment. There seems to be a lack of impactful stimulus from the government. But do you see that will come? Well, first of all, we need to think of constraints. So both on monetary and physical side, there are constraints. So look at physical side, we are facing a situation of elevated level of local government debt. So this is one of the big reasons why government is restraining in uh, offer big stimulus. On the monetary side, yes, we do have low inflation, meaning the threshold of cutting interest rate is pretty low. But on the other hand, the effectiveness of lower interest rates is limited in China. Because the problem of China's monetary side or credit side is lack of demand. And with that regard, cutting rates won't really solve the problem. So it's always getting into a vicious cycle. Do you think there's any way of breaking that? It's a bit hard because the cyclical downturn simply argues against expecting a fast rebound. If you look at consumption data, especially retail sales data, we do have an initial rebound coming out of the pandemic. So after March, we simply see no improvement in retail sales levels and it's continued to decline in July, which is summer months and supposed to have a surge or have an improvement in consumption during summer vacation. On the other hand, we all know that China is facing high level of unemployment, especially youth unemployment, and wage growth is pretty uh, subdued. So considering all that, expecting consumption to gaining traction is going to be quite difficult. At least we do not see that coming in the remaining months of this year and not in 2024. How about decoupling, de-risking, deglobalization, whatever you want to call it? How badly is that impacting the uh, economy? Good question, because everybody is talking about geopolitical tension now and the intention to decouple from China. Well, I do want to make a point here is that deglobalization and decoupling from China, these aren't really necessarily the same thing. On the one hand, we do think there is real evidence of deglobalization ongoing, but not that the world economy has decoupled from China. So if you look at what's happening on the globalization side, if you measure global trade as a percentage of GDP, it has been declining. And if you look at the concept of global value chain participation rate, it's also been declining. But on the other hand, although China's economy has been 
reducing its reliance on trade. From global economy's perspective, China's export has continued to grow in size, and its share in global exports continue to increase despite the pandemic, despite the U.S.-China trade war. As far as I'm aware of, China remains the top one exporter globally. So, which means, given China's deep penetration in global value chain, shifting away from China is pretty difficult. And one example I want to give you here is that if you look at what's happened between U.S. and China, it is true that uh, since 2018, we do see that the share of uh, China's import to the U.S. has been slumped because of、uh, the escalation of trade war or all the trade sanctions. But on the other hand, China's value-added share that is consumed in the U.S. hasn't really declined, which is basically implying that China's value-added finds some other way to be channeled into the U.S. For example. Through a third country economy like Vietnam and Mexico, do you see a different story for Hong Kong? Unfortunately, I think so far this year, what's happening in Hong Kong is pretty disappointing. So, first year growth is just 2.2 percent, which is far below what would be required to achieve a government's target of between 4 and 5 percent growth this year. If you look at the quarterly profile, we do have a quarter-on-quarter contraction in 2Q, which is basically telling us the reopening boost is not just shallow but also quite short-lived. Big reason why Hong Kong hasn't really lived up to expectation is a slow return of、um, Chinese tourists. As of August, I think the arrival rate of、uh, Chinese tourists is just back about 70% of pre-pandemic levels. Yeah, same months, even less. Yeah, same bad, months yeah. 2019,、mm. and even with those. Chinese tourists who are willing to come back Hong Kong, they don't really spend as much as it is used to. I mean, I just mentioned the weak consumption story in mainland China, so it's hard to imagine those mainland Chinese who are unwilling to spend at home are willing to spend more in Hong Kong. There's another risk here, which is exchange rate. So the Hong Kong dollar exchange rate against RMB is at、um, perhaps the highest level since about、yeah. 2008. And because lots to the US dollar. Yeah, lots、mm. of that is about US dollar, but lots of that is also because of weak Chinese yuan.、Mm. And it's hard to imagine why, facing this、um, unfavorable exchange rate environment, mainland Chinese are willing to, you know, just spend more money here in Hong yeah. Kong. Yeah. What would your recommendations be to the、Oof. government to? Improve the situation.、Uh, it's a tough question. I mean, lots of the attention has been directed to reviving the tourism sector to save the retail sector. But given that、uh, online shopping has been developed so much in the past few years, I think the attraction of shopping in Hong Kong is simply not going to be as huge as it used to be. My gut feeling is that、uh, for Hong Kong to remain relevant or remain a key、uh, destination or key、uh, trade hub globally, we need to think something other than. Tourist or retail, and maintaining Hong Kong's important role in global financial arena is probably the most important to do as of now.